There were some things where I'm like, well, from a worldly perspective, this doesn't make sense, but I have peace. All of that comes through Jesus. And whether or not I get married or stay single for the rest of my life, like that is enough. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Christian, and today's guest is Nicole, and you're actually here in my house. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for having me. This is like our official first time hanging out, too. It's been a long time coming. When I first asked Nicole to come on the podcast, she was dating. And since actually coming here, she's engaged. Being on the video. He did good. He did. Oh, my gosh. Every time I look down, I'm just like, is this real? Is this? And this is mine? I'm getting married? What? No, I have to ask. Did you have a Pinterest board? Did he go in blind? How do you pick it out? Okay, we went ring shopping one time. Okay. And so I was I was surprised because I didn't know what to expect, but we had looked at one place, but I kind of thought, you know, you look around at a few different places. So I was shocked, but he did so good. I am not the girl who has had her wedding planned since she was nine. Like I really only started thinking about wedding rings, all the things and Pinterest boards until him and I started talking about getting married. So I did have a few saved and he knew what I liked, but it's all very new, so I'm so excited. Did you have a shot from what you thought you wanted and then what you put on your finger? Because there's something from I was like, oh, that looks super cute. And I put it on my finger and I was like, maybe this one. It, you know, it's funny. From what I saw on Pinterest and what I had saved from what I liked, we tried on stuff like that and I loved it. It was so easy for me, yeah. And I'm thankful because I really don't like shopping. It stresses me out. And so I'm thankful that it was easy. Yeah, probably because you didn't plan it all beforehand. I feel like my Pinterest board was so long where I was like, I don't even know what I like. I've seen yeah. stuff in high school where I'm like, that's what I'm nervous about for dress shopping because I can see stuff online, but then when you try it on, it's totally different. So I'm like, I don't even know. I'm going to just go into it with no expectation. No, for the best. Like go on, try it on a different couple. I feel like if you try on over 10 dresses, though, it is like that. Okay, I've seen everything. I don't know where to <laughs> Yeah. I'm just, yes. Well, you're gorgeous, so I'm sure you'll look great in whatever you pick. But I'm so excited for you. And for anyone listening, I know we're talking about engagement right off the bat, and they can just be like, oh, okay, someone else got engaged. When am I going to meet my person? But this is really interesting. You and your now fiance, this is your first official relationship ever yeah i've pretty much been single my whole life i just turned 28 in may and so i'm not old by any means but i do feel like compared to most girls now that at my age they've at least you know had boyfriends in college or high school or have dated and i had gone on plenty of dates but never had a boyfriend and that was hard for me i spent a lot of my single years wondering what's wrong with me is is it me is there something wrong like why does no guy like me why does no one want to ask me out and i was lonely that was a really hard season for me and i prayed so much for my future husband and had all these dreams but then i got to a point where i'm like am i dumb like should i even be praying these things because it just i couldn't even see it i couldn't see that light at the end of the tunnel and it's just so sweet the way that the Lord works in bringing Chandler into my life because it, it really did come out of nowhere. And from day one, he's been so intentional in his pursuit for me that I look back at so many situations I could have entered into just because I was lonely and felt a little desperate for a boyfriend. And I'm so thankful for the Lord's protection because now I have all of that to give to Chandler. And I'm so thankful. I feel like I have two burning questions off of that. <laughs> One, why didn't you enter into relationships when you did feel lonely? Like, what kept you? Was it just an awareness of this isn't the right path? Like, I know this could go down a spiral or was it? Yeah, what was it? 
I think a little bit of that. I think a lot of, I, I'm very strong in my morals and values and and most importantly, convictions. There were certain things that I just knew I would not compromise or settle in. And in college and in those younger 20 years, I feel like I was just in the surrounded by guys who didn't share those same things. And I knew that if I gave into that and made it a relationship just because I wanted a boyfriend, that it wouldn't have been good for me. And I would have rather protected and saved that time to invest in friendships and my passions and dreams and working on myself. I mean, you're still growing and developing as a 20-year-old and my relationship with the Lord. I don't mean that to sound corny or hyper-spiritual, but like that was really important to me. And um, even though it was hard and lonely at times, I feel like the reason Chandler and I are engaged now is because we both set up that foundation. And so we had that going into our relationship, which shouldn't then helped with us dating. Yeah. Well, I think that's so crucial too. And like the very first instance too, because once you just blur the lines a little bit, it's like the next line gets blurred and the next line. Because I remember feeling the exact same way. And there was one point when I had a friend ask me like, well, what are you looking for in a guy? And I said, oh, you know, he's a Christian, he's handsome, virgin. And she was like, oh, you need to lower your standards. And I feel like that was the moment where I started to slip off of like what I wanted and what God had even told me and promised me. I know we were talking about that before we recorded of just God giving you such clear direction sometimes when you're intentional with him. And so not trading that voice reading and listening, especially if you are still young and um, in like that dating stage, like just don't trade that for anything. Because I feel like, like you said, you have such a better return on your investment with spending time with God, getting in community, being in the relationship you are now because you just didn't trade any of those wrong routes. And if you have, trust me, speaking from experience, God can redeem that. Um, yeah. But I really applaud that in you. And I'm so glad you've chosen the routes that you have. The second burning question was, what was it about Chandler that stuck out where you're like, okay, God, this is what we've been waiting for. His clarity. I mean, from day one, and this is something I really haven't talked about. This might be the first time it's announced online, but first. we met on a dating app. We met on Hinge and I told myself I would never meet my husband on Hinge. I just wasn't a big fan of the dating app. So I don't think there's anything wrong with them, but I just never had luck. I had chatted with some people and rarely gone out and met with them in person because the conversations just tended to die out and no one really showed much initiative. But Chandler and I met on Hinge. I was going on the app to delete it because I never used it. So I was like, I'm done with this. I'm going to get it off my phone. And I saw that he had matched me a few days before and I was actually headed out of town. So I was like, I'll just say hi and see what happens. I'm going out of town anyway. And he got my phone number and called me the first day. And he got to know me over the phone and then he called me every single day. He never stopped pursuing me. And at first it caught me off guard because I'm like, this is weird. Like, this is too good to be true. He's not actually going to be the real deal. So I didn't get too excited, but from day one, literally day one, he was so clear about his intentions. He told me exactly how he felt. And so I've never had to question or wonder or doubt his intention because he's just told me. And that clarity was so kind. I had been in past situations where I've just been confused by the vagueness or the ghosting or wondering, like, is he going to call me the next day? Does he still like me? Is he talking to 10 other girls? And with Chandler, I never had to wonder because he just told me how he felt. And in the beginning of our relationship, he still does this now, but not as much as he used to. But every single day he would text me a big long message about how he felt about me. He would affirm me and encourage me and call out things that he loved about me. And that to me, I'm a words of affirmation girl. So that to me made me feel so loved. And it just, I never had to doubt 
what sticks out to me in hearing that is very similar things to Arden. Like when we first we met on Instagram, where again I was like, okay, how do we know if this is innovative received or not? But he called me instead of texting me. So intentional, and I think not having that angst. One of the things I like to tell people is when you're looking for the one, like you're gonna know and you're gonna have peace. Part of that, I think, is leaning into the Holy Spirit. And then yeah. part of it's also like, well, how do their actions make you feel? Are they making you questioning if you're worth it? Are they like making this game and like angst? And right now it's very popular to be like, oh, well, yeah, go on every dating app and you pursue the guy. And personally, I'm going to ask you what you think about it. But personally, I just don't think it's worth the insecurity and the anxiety like because, you know, your relationship, once you get married, is not going to be this highs and lows like you want it to be steady so I feel like your dating relationship should mirror that yeah 100% and I think a lot of that looks different from what the world says it should look like too I think that's one thing that kind of threw me off is there were some things where I'm like well from a worldly perspective this doesn't make sense but I have peace I had peace from day one about it and one cool thing about Chandler he's he's an introvert so he's a little more quiet which before I got to know him it kind of threw me off because I have a, a little bigger of a personality. And so I wondered like, is this going to work out? But what, what I noticed right off the bat was in my past, I had talked to guys who had all the right things to say, but the way they lived their life didn't match up. And so they could, they could quote and say all the right things, but then I saw how they were living and their behavior and how they were either treating me or others. And I was like, this doesn't line up. But with Chandler, his fruit showed me his relationship with the Lord and how he lived, how he treats people, how he treated me. I was like, man, he might not have, he might not say a whole lot words wise, but he, I can see that in his actions. And so that is what gave me peace about it too, is by how kind he was. Um, and yeah, I agree. I think as women, like we're meant to be pursued and and guys have this thing inside of them that wants to pursue. And so when you let them do that and you empower them to do that, it's a really beautiful thing. Yeah. And the right one rises to the, the challenge. Absolutely. There's some girls that I talk to that say, well, you know, he initiated and then there's been a long pause or, you know, I've tried to give him opportunities, but he's not stepping up. And what I say in those situations is, okay, that's great. Like we, you don't have to write him off. Like don't let him in yet. Maybe he's figuring it out and he will rise to the occasion, but like wait until he shows that because there's such a beautiful mantle that men carry and in marriage. And I know, again, everything in society right now is like, we're all equal, like we're this. And I think there isn't the quality, but the role that I have as a wife, the role that you're in carry as a wife is like supposed to complement our husband. So if we're just trying to like make excuses almost in dating, we're not really allowing them to step into the mantle that they're called to be. I'm really glad that Chandler's doing that. What I think is really neat is you said you were single basically all your life, but you are stunning. We're ambitious. Like you did Miss Washington. You were in content creation. So it's not like you were a recluse and not putting yourself out there. So if anyone is single watching this and being like, well, I, you know, I feel like I'm doing things God's way. And I feel like um, I've accepted who I am and I'm proud of who I am, but I haven't met them one yet or I'm not even getting asked out from your experience. What would you say to encourage them? Oh. Man, that I just am thinking of a million things as you just said all of that because I feel like one of the things I was told most all my life was, well, you're very intimidating. You're so successful, so beautiful. You're so talented. All guys are just intimidated by you. And that got so frustrating because I'm like, so what? Am I supposed to water myself down? Am I supposed to not be as talented? Am I supposed to not be as beautiful? And I don't say that in a prideful way because I'm always learning and growing. I'm not perfect. But that was something I was always told was that, oh, you're not getting asked out because you're intimidating and because you're too successful. And I'm like, well, that's who I am. And that's who God 
is calling like I'm we're called to be excellent mm-hmm. at what we do. And so I was just living my life and things were happening and people kept telling me that guys are just scared. And so I just want to encourage any girl out there listening who might resonate with that, that like that may be true, but don't settle. Do not give up. Do not compromise because there are men out there. There are good men out there. They're not perfect men, but there are good men out there who try. And one thing too I'm learning as I'm dating and now engaged to Chandler is that I think a lot of times, and sometimes in the Christian world, we can get this idea of, you know, this perfect Prince Charming is out there for me. This perfect man who's just God-fearing and has his life together and all the things is going to come and sweep me off my feet. And no man is perfect, just like you're not perfect. And so you are going to find someone wonderful, but they're not going to be perfect. And you have to choose to love them. And you have to choose to work through the hard things and have hard conversations and navigate what dating looks like in a way that honors God, but it's not going to be perfect. And so I think um, I'm thankful for the time I had to like process and understand that as I was dating Chandler, because it looks so different than I thought it would, but it's one. You back off that. What did you expect? And then how is it different? I think all my life, just based off of what I've been told, like, don't compromise, don't settle. Like, there's this amazing man out there for you. I just thought, oh, everything's going to be perfect because this amazing man of God is just going to be the perfect thing that I need. And that's not almost like relationships part and like everything should set. Oh, this is it. Yes. And that's the thing, too, is like the whole thing of like, oh, when you know, you know, and it's the one. There's a certain element, too, where it's like you get to choose. You get to choose who you're in a relationship with. You choose to love somebody because... If if something comes up and there's conflict or, or you hit a wall and you have an argument, there's conflict. Correct. Because it's coming. It's inevitable. Sure, you can break up with that person because of it. That's an option. But you're going to start dating someone else and realize that they have their own set of issues. And then conflict is going to happen with that person. So it's almost, it comes down to like, choose who you're going to have your conflicts with and learn how to do it well. Because if you can communicate well and love and honor and respect each other through that, that's really going to set up a good foundation for marriage, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, you're on the right track. Does that marriage? Yeah, that for the single versus married dynamic is. I hate that there's a lot of separation sometimes. Just being frank, I'm not bitter about it. Maybe a little bit, but I'll have comments on here like, "Well, you don't know because you're married, and you can't speak to this because you're you're not single." And I'm like, okay, granted, I'm not going to fully be able to sympathize with everything that someone's single right now in 2023 is going through, but I can empathize uh, with what I felt. And I think actually the more we come together and like share wisdom and knowledge, the better we are in each season. Like if I talk to anyone in singleness, I'm like, why just don't settle? Because this is something I learned from when I did settle and when I did make the wrong decisions. And this is what marriage actually is. And if you understand that marriage is a commitment and a partnership where you do have to overcome things together, um, just even raising a child with someone like you have to have such a dynamic and realize like what are the things that are what are the things that right. we're going to fight for together and so if you yeah if you think we're just going to marry someone and they're going to be romantic and like that's it well how how do they do conflict how do they honor you how do they encourage you when you're feeling low and um, it's just a form of intimacy that I think you're you're scratching so great is we have to actually know someone we have to be vulnerable with them and we have to be like committed to them through choice. And going back to what you said in the beginning is we have to know ourselves to be able to do that. So what are, maybe as we close out, like what are a few key lessons that you found um, God really shows you? I know you're sharing a little before we start recording, before you even met Chandler, before you even moved to Nashville, that you think set you up well to enter into marriage of like, okay, I know who I am. 
I love this about myself and like, and I have a, a track record with God. Yeah. I think a big part of that is knowing who you are, your identity and understanding that you are loved by God, regardless of your relationship status. And my, my worthiness, my righteousness, all of that comes through Jesus. And whether or not I get married or stay single for the rest of my life, like that is enough because of what Jesus did on the cross. And so for me, I had to let go of or, or get to a place where I'm like, Lord, I want to be married. That is a desire of mine. But if that's not what you have for me, you're still good. And I will still serve you with my whole heart and live for you for the rest of my life. Because that's what's most important is your identity in Jesus. And so um, I've just had some really cool moments like where God's shown up in my life and revealed himself to me and spoken to me in very specific ways that have just grown, stretched, and, and built my faith. Um, before I met Chandler. And I'm very thankful to have that security in my identity um, so that I'm not relying on Chandler to fill that for me. Because one thing too, a mentor shared this with me actually before I even met Chandler that was really helpful in how I just framed my mindset around dating. Because I remember growing up, I used to be so afraid of like, oh my gosh, if I date somebody or get married one day, like I'm going to be spending so much time with them. How in the world am I going to have a relationship with God? Like I'm not going to have any time. I just couldn't figure out how you divide the time. And it's like, and also I thought, you know, I have to marry this certain specific person who is like, you know, you know, a worship leader or a youth pastor, or they have to be this like leader in the church to be the man of God that I want. But I noticed I was almost wanting that because I felt like that would give me security in my relationship with God. And my mentor told me, she's like, no, you're responsible for your relationship with Jesus, just like he's responsible for his relationship with Jesus. And so you have your own personal relationship with Jesus and he has his, and then you move toward God together and you build the kingdom together. But he is not responsible for your relationship with the Lord and vice versa. And so that was super freeing to remember that, like, I'm not dependent on Chandler for that. Me and Jesus, that's our relationship, just like he has his own independent relationship. When I was 17, this was about 10 years ago, in high school, I woke up in the middle of the night and felt the Holy Spirit very um, clearly tell me that I was going to feed people around the world. And I got a vision of myself around the world, feeding different cultures and ethnic foods and bringing these people together around the dinner table. And so this theme of food and feeding people has shown up in my life in so many different ways. Um, which is wild because at the time I wanted to move to New York and be on Broadway. I had danced my whole life. And so that was the future I saw for myself. But when I let go, God just started opening doors and putting things in my lap that I was not striving for. And it all had to do with feeding people around the world. And so to skip a lot of details and fast forward about, gosh, nine years, eight years, right before the pandemic, I was about to kind of give up on everything I was doing on the social media front because it wasn't working. And I was so discouraged. And about two weeks before the whole world locked down, I felt the Holy Spirit say, food, you need to lean back into food. And I didn't know what it meant, but when everything shut down, I had been testing a smoothie bowl series on my YouTube channel. And I started posting the videos on TikTok and almost overnight, everything blew up to a place where I was able to do it full time. And so I quickly kind of shifted my whole business and what I was doing. And now I, by the grace of God, am doing YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, all of that full time. And it's so wild because it all has to do with feeding people on a global scale. I do a lot of recipe tutorials and travel content, but it's just been so sweet now to look back at God's track record in my life of every time he'd asked me to do something and step out in faith when it didn't make sense. 
to say yes and he's provided, it helps me say yes to the next big thing that doesn't make sense because I know that he's faithful. To bring that back full circle with Chandler, it's like there are so many times where things did not make sense in my dating life. And mm-hmm. I would, you know, think it would be the one and then it wasn't the one, or I would just be left feeling like, am I always going to be alone and single mm-hmm. for the rest of my life um, when I desire marriage? And I'm so thankful, one, that I waited and for all the ways God protected me to prepare me to meet Chandler and have that be part of my story. Yeah. If I'm someone listening is the fact that you have an almost overnight beautiful relationship happening, but it was years in the making of your relationship with God, even your career. It yeah. was years in the making and then overnight. So it really can be, if you feel discouraged or you are in that singleness season of like, I'm trying to do all the right things. When is he going to come? Literally happen tomorrow. And you just don't even know it. Every little decision matters. Like you said, it seems like it happens overnight. That's partly true, but like when it happens, it can happen quickly. So don't get too discouraged because you might feel like it's a long, 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 long journey. But once you meet that person, it can happen very quickly. Um, so that's one thing too. Now that I'm engaged, we're, we're, we have a pretty short engagement. We don't want to wait very long before we get married. I'm like, I a year ago never even thought I would be getting married. In your single season, every single decision absolutely makes a difference. Yeah. I just feel like it's t- that's the time for your roots to be going deep. Like you might not see anything on the surface, mm-hmm. but it happens because of what you've been sowing. So take that as confirmation that not only what you desire can happen in the next year, next day, but also what you're doing now matters. Like I think there's an intentionality in, yeah. to you. And also when you do get married, you're becoming a partnership. So like anything God does in you even if it is just for this season or if it just touches one person like that's part of the legacy you keep with your spouse and i was reading in my quiet time the other day and um it was all about how david had the dream to make the temple but that the stewardship of actually creating it went to solomon his son and so i just think like even if it's like our dreams right now like don't lose hope in dreaming dreaming for your spouse for your marriage your career because you never know what God wants you to do, or even to do in your family. Yeah. This might sound negative, and I don't mean it to be at all, but like one thing that really helped me is to remember that marriage is not the point of life. It's not. It's a wonderful part of life, but it's not the point of life. And so there are so many gifts and amazing things about being single. I mean, Paul talks about it, about being single versus getting married and really making the most of your time being single because there's so much that you can do. There are so many ways God can use you as a single person, that he can't use you when you're a married person. So both are wonderful, but don't get too stuck in one season wishing you were in another because you're going to miss out on what God has for you in this season. My sister told me years ago, she said, we are meant to be most glorifying to God in whatever season we're in. So if I'm most glorifying to God as a married person, I would be married. If I would be most glorifying to God as a dating person, I would be dating. So I can rest in the assurance that I am most glorifying to God right now as a single person, and that is enough. It's so good. Yeah. That helped me so much too because I was like, man, I just wish I was dating someone or I just wish this looked different. And I'm like, no, this is where I'm supposed to be. God does not make mistakes. You are not where you are an accident. Amen. So good. And I just think your identity doesn't change. Like your last name may change in a few months, but your first name is the same. Like you're still Nicole. You're still doing what you're supposed to do. So yeah, we don't, it's not like a trade off where you're like, "Ah, I'm in this box right now and then I want to be in that box. I have to switch. Um, and I just feel like someone's listening to me like, again, oh, easy for you to say. Like, I get it. It's some singleness is tough. And I think more so not even just like singleness is like a curse, but the the longing, 
the the trusting God when you haven't seen something, the dreaming and wondering, am I dreaming in vain? Yeah, I would just take heart in that if you are listening of God as you were, you're supposed to be. He he wants what you want. He well, he wants you to be the most fulfilled in his purpose. And so when we align our hearts to that, like he's never gonna leave you or um just leave you out to dry. He doesn't your bliss. No. Oh, I love that song. The Stephanie Gretzinger one, you know, when I don't know. Lawson is or I'll share it to me from this. Well, thank you for sharing. Now, you make such fun content. I know you do like the smoothies, but I've also loved like just your life hacks and like, this is what I'm doing. You're Taylor Swift. Ah. Oh my gosh, you guys. I got scammed. I got scammed big time out of Taylor Swift tickets. So, Taylor, if you're listening, we'd love to come to your show. Taylor totally listens to the Dave his own podcast. Yeah, she does. If she hasn't, so if you know Taylor Swift, be sure to tag her in this episode. Nicole, thank you so much. How can people keep in contact with you if they want to follow along with what you're doing? I am Nicola Nomad on pretty much every platform. So Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Pinterest, Nicole the Nomad. Okay. Well, early congratulations on your wedding. Thank you for sharing your story and encouraging our listeners. Thank you so much.